Welcome to the Equipping You podcast, where our mission is to equip Alliance pastors and leaders to live spiritually healthy lives and lead healthy churches. Equipping You is a ministry of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. For more information on this podcast and other ministries of the Alliance, visit equippingyou.org. Hey, 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 welcome back to Equipping You podcast. This is another special edition. Always special with you. Thank you. And we're coming to you live and in person today from Colorado Springs, Colorado, except for Alan is in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And uh, at the start of college football season, we'll say Colorado Springs is the home of the Air Force Falcons, famous over the last several decades for uh, college football powerhouse using the triple option. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you think they'll be national champions this year? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm Terry, church ministries leader for the Alliance. And I'm Alan, uh, director of multiplication in Eastern PA and the regional church planning coordinator in the Northeast. Woohoo! Fun, fun. You have the longest title in Christendom, Alan. I, <laughs> I know, right? Well, those are actually two titles separate. And, uh, you know, it's a pleasure to be in both roles, and I love who I get to work with. I assume you have to use a three-by-five card for a business card. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's a business card? Yeah. Anyway, we're also glad to have uh, AJ, the hat man Gutierrez, glad as to our be here. Uh, producer and yes. co- co-producer, Caitlin Guyberson, Woo-hoo. new on the uh, development uh, team, so... Uh, Looking forward to uh, today's podcast. Alan, we're glad you made it back from the beach. We missed you on the last uh, episode. We missed you and we dissed you on the last episode. <laughs> I know. I heard both of those and very, actually very glad to be remembered and not forgotten. Though my guest co-host replacement, AJ, did a super job. And man, I was really impressed with both uh, our president and our VP for development and the jobs that they did. It was a, It's a good episode. I look forward to seeing people respond to it and share it with others. Yeah, it's up up and live at equippingyou.org, and so um, hope folks will take time to uh, listen to that. Today we're going to talk to uh, Jen Scapins, who is the uh, director of uh, Envision, and uh, Jen's been in that role just a little under a year, and we're happy to have the opportunity to get to know her a little bit better, but also to get to know a little bit more about uh, Envision. And so without... Uh, further ado, uh, grab some cappuccino, some iced tea, whatever you uh, prefer, and uh, here we go. Well, it's our pleasure to welcome to the Equipping You podcast studio, Jen Scapins. Jen, great to have you here. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. We're looking forward to chatting with you about uh, Envision, but uh, first of all, uh, Give us a little bit of your background, how you got connected to the Alliance, and uh, then how you got connected with Envision. Yeah, so I was born and raised in the Alliance, uh, Alliance MK. My parents were missionaries in Ecuador. We call those TCKs yeah, now, TCK, you know. TCK, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and actually just became another TCK uh, as my parents went back overseas. Wow. Just this past council, they were commissioned. So. I have Alliance in my blood from birth. Uh, We moved to Nyack when my dad got a position at Nyack College. So Nyack is really home for me, but that has roots in the Alliance as well. Sure. Uh, So raised around Nyack College and all that. Um, Went to college, but 
still connected to the Alliance throughout and then found my way to Envision years yeah. later. Super, super. So if you're a TCK again, I assume that means some Alliance Church is going to adopt you and give you birthday presents. I hope so. Yeah. I'm still looking for uh, applicants <laughs> on that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, out there, you heard it. Uh, line up and They're going to come pouring in opportunity. now. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, Jen, uh, really great to meet you in person, per se. But uh, I would love to hear, you know, we're so excited you're in this role, and we would love to hear about some of the blessings and challenges of being a woman in leadership in the Alliance. Going right for it, right from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> no holding back. Uh, there's a lot of blessings to be a woman leader in the Alliance. Uh, the I think the one that comes to the top for me is really seeing the fullness of the body of Christ. Uh, it talks about what's the body of Christ without the head or without the, the ears, without the nose. So being a woman leader in the Alliance, really I get to experience that on a day-to-day basis with my male colleagues with my female colleagues, with other people that are gifted differently, uh, skilled differently, leading differently. It, it really gets to be a blessing to, to day-to-day be a part of the fullness of the body of Christ. Uh, the other one that I get to interact with specifically with Envision is being a role model for other women leaders that are emerging and, and yeah, rising it. up. Uh, I hear every time we have an intern training, somebody comes to me and, and says that there is some level of affirmation or confirmation to their own calling in leadership as a woman. Uh, and to see me be a leader in the Alliance is in, both inspiring, but just also a confirmation that there's room for leadership uh, and that God calls women to lead. Uh, so that's a huge blessing for me. And then personally, it has solidified my own calling uh, to ministry to what God is doing in my own life and how he wants to use me in the Alliance. It's been a huge blessing. Challenges? There's always challenges. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, again, nothing solidifies your calling like being in the fire. So anytime there are disappointments or hard moments as a woman leader, those solidify your calling in a unique way that um, that you don't get when you're not under fire. So that's uh, that's been a challenge but it's one that's been a blessing at the same time. Um, there's, it's not a surprise that there's varying views on women in leadership, uh, not only in the Alliance, but just in the evangelical world, the church world. Uh, so that comes with its challenges of what you read on social media or what you interact with on a day-to-day, just in the broad picture of being a woman leader, there's challenges. Um, and then I think being a pioneer uh, in women in leadership has been one of the challenges, but also, again, one of those blessings and challenges. Uh, I think one of the biggest goals I think that's been stated both in at council, but specifically within Alliance Missions, is that leadership would reflect the diversity of the Alliance. And I get to be a representative of that, a pioneer of that, uh, and be active in that. So that comes with both its blessings and challenges. Great, Jen. Wow. We're very glad sharing your that, heart with that. Appreciate yeah, it. We're very glad that you're in the role you're in and thank you. you're leading Absolutely. well. So uh, thanks thanks for what you do. Thank you. So Jen, you're leading Envision. So tell us a little bit about how this organization that we call Envision got started mm-hmm. and uh, what's it all about? Yeah, Envision has a full history and we've only been around for 10 years, but there's been probably a lot of shifting and changing in those 10 years to really find who we are uh, and who we are today. 
Uh, I think it initially started as a response to both an opportunity and a problem that was existing, which was a current generation that needed uh, an avenue to be activated in mission, to, to serve in mission. Uh, it was a generation that was being kind of, they were being, they were disengaging from the church and looking for avenues to serve at the same time. Uh, and so Envision kind of emerged as this short-term opportunity uh, avenue for them to engage in mission now. Part of the generational complexity of that is they wanted to go and then figure out their calling. And so a traditional avenue of knowing their calling and where they wanted to go and then going uh, wasn't fitting them. Uh, and so we were seeing that as a response to why Envision emerged. It's gone through its evolutions throughout the whole 10 years that we've existed. And I think today we've landed in a really sweet spot. I think Envision used to be known as the millennial generation. That's the generation I was referring to before. But now we're hitting Generation Z, which is a whole other animal. And so as an organization, we're needing to respond to a similar type of opportunity problem that it was responding to initially. Now we're hitting a different generation that's that needs to be engaged in a different way. Uh, and we're still dealing with millennials and, yeah. and, and wanting to motivate them and, and activate them for missions. So there's a lot of complexities to how Envision has started and evolved. Any key insights to the differences between uh, the millennial generation and Generation Z? Yes. Uh, me being a millennial, I see the difference every okay. time I interact with a Gen Z. Uh -huh. <laughs> now you know how us Gen Xers feel. Oh, yeah. in Terry's case, boomers. Sorry. Hey, hey. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah I walk away going whoa they they're just so different. Um, some of the key ones that probably impact their engagement with Envision is their their home bodies. Not necessarily in a negative way. They just like being home. Uh, so them wanting to travel. A lot of them have never been overseas before. Never been on a plane before. That's a new that's a new dynamic that we're interacting with. Uh, they also have a consciousness about finances. They have a consciousness about uh, how to steward things. Um, and I think that's been really cool to see how they want to uniquely use their time and resources and get the fullness of their experience. So it's challenged us to up our quality in that um, and give them an experience that they they, they, can, they feel like they're really impacting the world in the short amount of time with the short amount of resources that they're given. So those are just some, uh, I think, emerging qualities of Gen Z that are impacting Envision specifically. Yeah, interesting, helpful. Mm -hmm. Wow, great answer on a spur of the moment like that. Good job. <laughs> hey, uh, so it's been fun to watch Envision grow so quickly. Uh, I can't keep track, I think. Um, I was super happy to see one in my home state of Rhode Island, Providence. Yes. Uh, but how many uh, Envision sites are there now, both internationally and domestically? Yeah, so we have 22 sites altogether. We have eight domestic sites and two specialized ministries, one serving the deaf and hard of hearing community and then one here at the national office serving interns here. And then the rest are international, so 12 international sites around the world. Wow. So what would be the differences you know, between U.S. sites and international sites? There's not a whole lot of difference besides uh, context. Uh, each site will have its unique context regardless. Uh, international, obviously, our staff interact in a different way. They, they have a different experience serving uh, internationally. But as far as ministry is concerned and what their goals and objectives are on the ground, sites uh, in itself are, are unique 
one to another, regardless of whether it's domestic or international. Uh, you do have the, the U.S. flair that domestic sites have to interact with. Um, and then it's a partnership with the district. So there's a high influence of the district into the ministry of what's happening at Envision sites. So those are some of the uniquenesses of it. Uh, domestically, it's still a very international cross-cultural setting that a lot of our, our sites are serving in. And uh, in a lot of ways, there's challenges and uniquenesses of serving your neighbor versus serving somebody who's over there uh, across the seas. Yeah. Yeah, I've had the privilege cool. of being on the site in Watts and then in uh, Cleveland and also in Clarkston, uh, Georgia, Georgia, and just mm -hmm. amazing yeah, things. Clarkston. And uh, yeah, uh, diversity all over the place. Yes. So. Really amazing. So what kind of things happen as part of ministry of Envision sites, uh, Jen, and are they all alike? Are they all doing the same kind of things or different things? Give us give us a little insight here. Yeah, a lot of different things, uh, depending on the site, the context, like I said before. Uh, our whole objective is to identify and develop missional leaders. So a core that runs through all of our sites is that we pair a short-term experience with a long-term ministry model. So there's short-term people that are coming in that we're identifying and developing and hopefully sending back into Alliance long-term ministry. So that's happening across all of our sites, uh, an engagement with this short-term, long-term dynamic. The long-term ministry on the ground, though, looks really different site to site. Uh, we have uh, overseas, we have coffee shop ministries, we have uh, well drilling we have ministry to um, those that are caught in uh, prostitution. We have urban poor ministry. Domestically, there's refugee immigrant populations. There's, again, the urban poor um, ministry happening. It's very, very diverse across the board. And our goal is that every long-term ministry model is really fitting the context. Uh, we don't go in with the idea of what we want our short-termers to experience. We really see and look at the long-term ministry context, figure out what that community needs and serve them well, and then we uh, enter short-termers into that already existing ministry. Good, yeah. Wow, that's concise and powerful. Thanks, appreciated that. Love that. Identify and develop missional leaders. So concise and so valuable. Um, so, you know, when you're thinking about people being involved in Envision, what kinds of people get involved in Envision, both on the maybe the kind of people that visit Envision sites, but also specifically about actual people serving longer term with Envision? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, like I said, we used to be known as a millennial ministry. I think that's changed a lot. Uh, I think our age group, we now say 18 to death. <laughs> our, our oldest intern was in, <laughs> our oldest intern was in his eighties. Uh, so there's really not a cap age wise, uh, for who can serve with Envision. We have that's our, beautiful. our give back program is for retirees and, and professionals that are maybe in a different season of life that want to serve. And then we have our, our internship program, which would maybe fall in your typical 18 to 25-year-old range of those uh, young emerging leaders that want uh, practical, hands-on experience cross-culturally. Uh, apart from that, our teams are really diverse as far as age, um, t home churches that they're coming from, alliance, non-alliance. So there's really room, I think, for everybody to serve with Envision to some capacity and even just in prayer and financial support of our of our short-termers is ways that we've been able to engage a wide range of people 
the body of people that interns bring in that are supporting them, family, friends, churches that back them, uh, we consider part of our Envision family because they're supporting one of our emerging leaders. I love the idea of the give back uh, program. I, I get a little disturbed when I see retirees backing away from the church and backing away from ministry when, you know, they're in a season of life where they have additional time and perhaps not always, but perhaps sometimes additional resources mm -hmm. and, and, you know, to see them bring their gifts and abilities and experiences to bear on ministry gets me excited. But, yeah. you know, if they give their lives to golf, camping and shuffleboard uh, for, you know, 20 years of retirement, that that concerns me uh, uh, a, a little bit. So I don't think the Great Commission has an age limit. No, it does not. So uh, glad, well, glad actually, you I think it's that. been neat how the Alliance has adjusted that. You know, Terry, you know about somebody from our district that retired from teaching and then yep. went to join our Alliance workers in another part of the world. And that's and, you know, it wasn't that long ago. That wouldn't have been an option in the Alliance. And now it is. And that, right. to me, is exciting. I agree. So uh, that that boomer generation that you um, harangued on a few minutes ago, uh, Alan, <laughs> has a lot to offer. They sure do. Thank you. Hey, Thank you for acknowledging Envision that. would love to accept them. Uh, yeah. Yes. Tweet of the podcast right now so far is the Great Commission doesn't have an age limit. That's, that's, that'll preach. That's there right. you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. Okay, so Envision is part of the larger uh, group called the Alliance, Christ-Centered X18 family called the Alliance. So uh, what are some of the ways that Envision is positively impacting the broader Alliance? Yeah, I think we have been able to create avenues for service. And like we said, there's no uh, age limit, but I would also add to that there's no season of life limit or ethnic mm limit or socio-economic limit to the Great Commission. So if we can create spaces for the Alliance family to engage short-term, long-term, uh, we want to do that. And I think uh, we've been able to see Alliance churches engage, particularly in some really key partnerships, church partnerships with uh, on-the-ground ministry that's happening with the Alliance family, not just in vision, but alliance work that's happening around the world that they can engage with and they go through Envision, that's what we want to do. We want to see more alliance people engaged in what the alliance is doing around the world so that we can do it together. Yeah, good. I wonder, do we see short-termers who then respond to the call of God and become Alliance International workers? How oh, much yeah. of that do we see? Do you guys track that, keep stats on that at all? Yeah, that's something we are newly tracking. And actually at council, there was a, a good percentage of people that were on that stage that were being commissioned that have had their first contact with Envision. And that's something that both inspired us, but also confirmed what we're doing is working and we are called to do it even better. And so we want to see that percentage go up and not just have uh, people transfer into long-term work internationally with the Alliance, but we'd love to see pastors raised up. We'd love to see um, domestic workers raised up that are working domestically, cross-culturally. We want to see uh, people engaged in the Alliance raised up. And if Envision can be an avenue for that to start and get them on that track, we want to do that. Yeah, we're talking a lot about having multiple leadership development pipelines. Yes in the Alliance to raise up the next generation of leaders that we need. And Envision is one of those key leadership development pipelines. Yes. That's really exciting what you're saying, that a lot of those people standing on the stage 
being commissioned to go um, mm -hmm. vocationally, you know, full time, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, career wise, uh, have come through Envision. So that's yeah. uh, that's great fruit from that ministry. Well, for sure, you know, one of the things that we're starting to say a lot all the time is if if we can't identify and develop using your exact words there, which I love, and then send out uh, workers from our local churches, we're dead in the water. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's the only way we can contribute to the multiplication of the gospel here and around the world. So, Oh, absolutely. And I like don't think it needs so to be thankful. fully dependent on the local church, but Envision can't fully hold that weight either. Sure. And that's where yeah. we want to partner with the local church to yeah. identify and develop these leaders so that they're identified and developed in the ch local church. If Envision can be an avenue that they can get specific uh, development in certain areas and, and experiences, we want to contribute to that. And then we want to send them back to the local church to keep developing. Love it. Well, excuse me for the uh, trite little statement, but there is power in partnership. And yeah. I think you guys are an example of that. Yeah. Yep. So very cool. I appreciate what you're sharing here today. Um, so, you know, it's time to get a little practical uh, here for us in terms of where do we go from here. So if an Alliance Church hasn't been involved with uh, short-term missions uh, yet, a lot of churches have, but if they haven't yet, mm -hmm. how, does, how can Envision step in and help them? Where do they go from there? Mm -hmm. An easy plug-in is just to go to our website to check us out, see where we're working, see how you can get plugged in. We are Envision.com. Uh, otherwise, is there anything that you guys are currently doing that Envision can help resource you? So if you have a current partnership with a, an alliance field or international worker and you want to go and see them and engage with them, possibly send a short-term team or intern there, we would love to help resource you. We can do all of the behind the scenes, nitty gritty admin stuff that can kind of bog down a local pastor or a local congregation of maybe even prohibit them from doing it. So if we can help you with the paperwork and the health forms and the insurance and the plane tickets and all that, we would love to be a resource for that. Uh, if you would like to, to visit an Envision site, that's another key way you can engage with us. Um, in a very specific way that we're ready to receive you. So both teams and interns, uh, we serve anywhere from seven to 10 day team trips or uh, one month to two year short-term intern experiences. Any idea how many short-termers you're uh, sending out under the umbrella of Envision every year? Yeah, so a rough estimate would be about 1,500 participants that we send out. Um, 150 of those are interns that go from about one month to two years, and then the rest are short-term team participants. Uh, in, as compared to the, the numbers that go out from the Alliance, though, we would love to capture more of those that can engage with the Alliance. Sure. So as you think about the future of Envision, Jen, um, what are some of your dreams? Yeah, I think we're in those conversations now. I'm almost hitting a year in this role right now, and I feel like God has given me a good six or seven months to just observe, listen, engage with where Envision is at, uh, engage honestly with the history of Envision as well. Like, what were we? What, what have we done? And then what does God want to do? Uh, so a big piece of the conversations for the next six months, eight months uh, internally for us is to really tell that story well. So that's one of our 
one of my dreams, one of our goals for the next two years is to start telling a fuller picture of our story. And that's uh, both the ministry on the ground story, but also the lives that are being changed, the interns that are uh, meeting God in a, a fresh and new way. It's team engagement stories, church engagement stories uh, that really do lend itself to practical implications of you, this could be you as well, but also can we engage with each other as an Alliance family and really tell those stories well? So telling our story is one of our, our goals and priorities for the next uh, two years is to really uh, have the Alliance family hear more of, of, of our story. Uh, the other piece is that as we're engaging with this uh, idea of identifying and developing missional leaders. And if people are really coming out of Envision uh, identified as leaders, and then we want we can send them and engage them uh, and have them help us lead this Alliance family, uh, we want to do that to its highest quality and consistency and effectiveness across the board. So we're internally going to be tightening up a ton of that type of stuff. That gets nitty gritty, but honestly, that will make a huge impact in the sustainability of Envision, but also the ability to grow and uh, influence more people. So that's one of our other goals. And then the other that seems simple, but I think it's something that the Alliance is doing in general is engaging in the why. So with all the changes that are happening, happening just structurally within Alliance missions, uh, Envision being one of the four specialized structures, that shift in just how we're basically structured within Alliance Missions has brought to the surface uh, our desire to really solidify why we exist and why we exist within Alliance Missions, but why we exist within the Alliance. So really solidifying our why and communicating that and getting people on board and engaged with that is something that we want to focus on in the next two years. Great. Wondering, Jen, you know, if you're, if you're uh, as you think, think of your own past and your journey if we have uh, college students out there or even high school students who might be listening to this, mm -hmm. because this is a trendy and hip podcast, and I'm sure young people are listening. Uh, and, and, and they sense God stirring in them to say, oh, I got yeah. something for you to do. Yeah. What, what kind of next steps would you encourage uh, those young people to take? Yeah, this seems simple, but I think just a response of yes is the first step, uh, and it can be the most yeah. important step. So if you feel a prompting, you may not know what it looks like at the end. What what does it even mean to say yes? Uh, and sometimes we want to find the answer to the yes before we say yes. Uh, and sometimes that's not how God is leading us. Sometimes he's really calling us to obedience and dependence and trust uh, in our yes, and then we figure out what it actually means. So that would be my, it seems simple, but it's a lot harder than it than yeah. it sounds response of if, if you feel a prompting that there is something next, there is another way to engage, and God is calling you to engage differently or it, with Envision, with the Alliance, um, then say yes. And then we'll figure out what that means. And if Envision can help you figure that out, we'd love to do that. It's great. Uh, well, considering that my uh, co-host is the master of proverbial and colloquial statements and sayings, uh, you know, it sounds like what you're saying is, you know, it's a lot easier to steer a moving car. So Envision oh, yeah. helps somebody keep moving forward so they can steer in God's direction. Yep. Uh, and I would love that. Yep. So if you're looking at that new uh, Alliance Missions logo... 
Envision is the telescope on the T-shirt. Spyglass, yes. It's a spyglass. Okay, oh. well, I was, I, I stand corrected. Oh. So, it's anyway, cool. they're cooler. Spyglasses spy are cooler. Spyglasses are what yeah, pirates they are. use. Okay, they are pirates. Okay. Well, interesting comparison, Jen. We really appreciate your leadership. Thank you. And uh, absolutely, we're, yeah, we're exciting. Encouraged about what's happening in in Envision. It's a real key piece of what the alliance is doing and yeah. uh, we're looking forward to see seeing how god uses all of this uh, continues to use all of this mm -hmm. in the days uh, to come may god bless you thanks. in your leadership and uh, your team as well thanks for being a part of the equipping you podcast today thank you yeah thank you hey great to get to know uh, jen a little bit better get to know a little bit more about envision what stood out to you alan in this uh, episode of equipping you podcast Actually, it's that she's an excellent leader leading an important mission. And I left off the adjectives young and woman leader because she's an excellent leader all in her own right without those descriptors being necessary. So true. So true. So uh, AJ had to do this for you last time, uh, Alan, because you were laying on the beach uh, watching <laughs> the waves roll in. But uh, what do you I don't usually think that's say to be forgotten. Uh, Let's not you... get more descriptive than that. <laughs> well, yeah, please. <laughs> Uh, what well, what do you usually say to our listeners at this point in the podcast? I say that, hey, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, then please share it with your friends. Uh, you can text it to them. You can email it to them. You can send it to them on social media. And, of course, they can follow it anywhere uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or right on Podbean. Uh, the more we share it, the more people are encouraged and equipped for ministry. So share away. Well, we hope you uh, enjoy listening to Equipping You podcast as much as we enjoy doing it. It's a blast. So thanks for joining us again for this uh, episode. We'll uh, see you next time. Meanwhile, keep the faith. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Equipping You podcast. If you liked this episode, please consider subscribing and rating our channel. We hope you will join us for our next episode. For more information on this podcast and other ministries of the Alliance, visit equippingyou.org.